You're listening to a lifestyle podcast with Lavoni and Sarah. Our goals to inspire good health and well-being, empowerment, beauty and joy, offering support and friendship as we share our journeys in the hopes it helps you. Hello, my friends, and thanks for tuning in to what was once the Waiting Room Podcast. I'm Lavoni, and together with my co-host, Sarah, we want to let you know our podcast has changed its name from the Waiting Room Podcast to simply Lavoni and Sarah. Now, along with the name change, we're doing some rebranding and developing a website, all very exciting, and we'd love you to come along on this adventure with us. The Waiting Room Podcast is a no-nonsense approach to regaining good health, losing weight and feeling better, peppered with helpful lifestyle tips and cooking inspiration. Join me, Sarah Holton, and me, Lavoni Walker, as we talk frankly about the impact on mental and physical health when riding the weight loss and gain roller coaster. We traverse the nutritional and fitness misinformation highway and discuss what's working for us and what doesn't with raucous and sometimes sad but relatable stories. Follow us on our journeys to health and well-being as we help to inspire others to feel their best with a simplistic approach to eating thoughtfully and living abundantly. This is the Get to Know Us episode, where we share our backgrounds and journeys, who we are, what we're doing to regain our health and vibrancy, and why we decided to finally take control of our health and well-being and share this with you, our listeners. I'm Sarah. Um, I thought, how do I introduce myself at a party? Welcome to our party, by the way, everyone. I've often thought about it, um, and I always lead with facts that are probably the least relevant to a person that we're engaging with. Um, Although actually, it's probably very relevant to you listening now for the first time and wanting to know the nitty gritty details about us all. Um, So here we are, I'm Sarah. 46, not long before 47, um, who lives in Malmesbury, Wiltshire, England. I have a 17-year-old son who I've brought up at home with my two dogs by myself. I hate saying I'm a single parent. I think it paints a picture of someone that's been abandoned or sort of struggling, and, and I don't see myself like that. He he spends plenty of time with his, with his dad. We co-parent, but the fact of the matter is I have been at home with him for nearly 14 years on my own although now I'm in a very happy relationship and it's really nice to share the good and difficult times with someone. I run my own business based around my illustrations and I've created a home decor and gift brand but most relevant to our conversations here um, is I've been overweight since the age of four. I've been all different shapes and sizes um, and I guess we can get into more about that later about why. Um, but recently I've had surgery for a full right hip replacement and I'm waiting on surgery for the second for the left hip to be replaced. So health has now become and has to, has had to become top of my list. Um, so that's me in a nutshell. Um, Lavoni, what about you? I hail from Sydney, Australia. I am just turned 57 um, with a, a, a dog and a husband and I live in uh, Indiana now. I'm actually a U.S. citizen, but I have moved a lot. I moved from Sydney to Canada in the dead of a Canadian winter. I lived in Canada for nine years. Then I moved to Montana in the U.S. And I've lived in about four different states here. And I think every time I moved, 
I put on weight because it was the one constant, at least food was the one constant in my life. It sort of became a friend, that thing that was always here. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm at a crossroads. I lost both my parents um, in 2022, about three and a half months apart, and figured that this was but like not even a new chapter. It's like a new book in my life um, to start afresh if you want, or maybe not afresh because I've learned a lot. So I think it's maybe starting from a, a better place um, yeah. on this journey. I like to call it a journey so it doesn't seem as daunting. I uh, have spent most of my life until I moved to Canada as um, just a regular weight I'm uh, looking back now when I thought I was overweight I actually wasn't I was you know a good weight for my height but have learnt from my mum and I guess media or whoever you want to blame that you always need to be on a diet when in actuality I didn't but like I said every time I moved I put on weight so my background's in food media I have worked within the publishing and TV industries for the last 25 or so years. Um, I decided when I had both my knees replaced in 2022 to uh, to study nutrition. I wanted, I wanted, I still want to, lose weight, write a book to help people or create a podcast like Sarah and I are doing. But I wanted to do it from a place where I knew about good nutrition. I just didn't want to be somebody that had lost weight and decided to tell the world without any credentials. No offense mm -hmm. to anybody that's done that, but that's what I wanted to do. So anyway, I went and I studied nutrition. So I'm also a nutritionist. So I do, I write cookbooks. I um, do food styling, food photography, and uh, create recipes for people but I'm very interested in health and getting my health back to where it used to be. I believe that no matter your age, you can feel better than you ever have in your life. I've seen many people right. that have done that. It's never that, too right? late. It's, it's never, never too late. late. So it right. doesn't matter if you're 65, 70 or 25. If you are either battling with weight feel generally tired, unhealthy, I think that it doesn't matter. You can still regain your health and vitality without, right. you know, deprivation because I believe in nourishment, not punishment. And I think, Sarah, that's one of the things that we're also going to talk about is yeah. um, is food, like what Sarah and I are cooking, what um, works for us, what doesn't, definitely, and um, maybe we'll chat about some of the crazy diets that we've been on mm -hmm. um, because I don't know. I think I was a bit of, I'm a bit of a cereal dieter, but I've finally stopped because, yeah. you know, learning that there and is I, no shortcut, right? You're right. I think we'll get, to, we'll get to this, but it's, it's, it's leaning into food and what food can do for you, for you rather than leaning away from food, which then, as you just described, is the deprivation and all that sort of stuff. So that's what we can then really think about leaning into the right foods and what it's going to do for you and the nutrition but right. it's interesting just listening to you there 
and obviously even though we know each other's stories and know each other really well what I'm I'm hearing now is almost like a, a fresh piece of information that we're both exactly the same place which is why this is really really great for us to talk on you know on openly and on this podcast because we're both at a crossroads me because of the fact that I feel like you know I've got this one new hit the other one's coming it's now it's now that I need to make the most of these things um because otherwise I'm just going to have gone in my mind gone through all of this for literally no reason and it's been really tough really really tough and I've still got a long way to go so we're both at, at crossroads but for different reasons and with different backgrounds you know I've always been overweight you haven't um and we've probably got similar reasons why we are mm-hmm. overweight or, or we've had different relationships with food. And, and, and I know we have, you know, our relationship with food often is very similar. Right. Um, but we've had different backgrounds, but that's kind of almost doesn't make any difference of the, the place we find ourselves now, which is this absolute crossroads. This, this, this is the chance, you right. know, and, mm-hmm. and as you just described there, it's not too late. And every single day when you wake up, it's not to say, oh, yesterday was a bad day, so I've binned it all off. It's absolutely, and even hour by hour, right. you, know, you, yeah. you can just go, well, no, now is now is the time. And we've both got really good examples, I'm sure, of people that we've seen around us, you know, even I have within my own, you know, close circle of how it, it works. And you can do that. It's just, um, it's it's not writing everything off, isn't it? No, and being aware, too. The day that my mum died, I was standing at, you know, because she was, she was in Australia, and I was in um, in the US and I was standing at the kitchen sink, just, I can't remember what it was I was eating, but I was just eating and it was like, it was like my solace, you know, this was going to comfort me. And then I stopped when I realised what I was doing. But then different to that, when my father died, and once again, he was in Australia and, and I was here in the US, um, I, I went completely the opposite. I just, okay. I just, I felt like I'd been gut punched. I think because mum had been, you know, sick with yeah. dementia for so long. And for me and my sister, it was um, a shock when, when our father died. Yeah. So I think that, you know, it, but it's just being aware. Of, it's one thing to eat, right? To eat your yeah. meals and things. But when you're just doing it mindlessly, or, or you know that it's not something that's going to make you feel good inside and out. It's interesting when you just made that description, though. So I can I can relate to that with regards to emotional sort of breakups or emotional pain, you know, over the last 20 years or whatever. Um, and if this didn't happen to me until much further on into my adult life, I'd always been sad and at. Right. So when something sad happened to me, I would eat and I would eat really awful crappy food comfort food carbs you know the whole thing sugar and then um it's only say only more in my more recent adult life I suddenly had where I got really upset like I had a really horrible breakup and it and I was devastated whole host of reasons when I then delved into it afterwards but regardless the the impact on me I was really really devastated and I stopped eating and I could not eat I mean I just and friends were trying to force me just to have a bit of something and I and I lost loads loads, loads and loads of weight and intentionally as in I wasn't trying to lose weight right. I just couldn't eat right. so upset and I can even remember at the time thinking wow this has never happened to me before ever right and because I always you know people sort of said I was so upset or I was this I couldn't eat I'm thinking what on earth are you talking about I've never experienced right. in so my life a say- moment when I can't eat but when people say they're stressed, oh, I just don't eat when I'm stressed. I think, oh, well, I do the opposite. If I'm stressed, exactly. it's the first thing yeah. I turn to. 
And I think, I think when I look at each time I moved, when I first moved to Canada and I would just, you know, eat without, with, you know, out thinking of, without thinking about it. And then I'd gain a bit of weight, gain a bit of weight. And I think, Oh, I'm going to lose that. I'm going to lose that. But each time I've moved, I've, I've put on more. So whether it was state to state, beg your pardon? Like a comfort thing then. Yeah. Because, you know, I left, obviously when I moved from Sydney, I left, you know, family and friends behind and the life that I had for 35 years. And you moved to Canada where I knew nobody except for the man that I shacked up with there. Um, But then when I, you know, left him, when he and I broke up, and I moved to Montana and I was by myself with my with my two dogs. And then it wasn't so bad. I was trying to, to not do that. But it still would creep in. And then I met my husband um, and moved to Minnesota where, once again, I didn't know anybody but him. And, and then I would cook these fabulous meals because I couldn't work. I wasn't allowed yeah. to work in the U.S. yet. So he'd be at work all day and I'd be cooking, you know, these wonderful roasts and these big meals. So we both put on weight. Yeah. And then, you know, then then I moved from, you know, places in Minnesota and, and it just kept snowballing each place, you know. Left Minnesota, um, left my friends that I'd made there, moved to Florida. And you think, well, it's so hot there that I'd lose weight. But no, even though I was biking every day, you know, I was having cocktails and just comfort eating I'm sure but I didn't realize it at the time it's this is a recent epiphany I had so when you said like you 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 felt like you could obviously were really conscious that you were eating when your mum died you haven't you haven't had that consciousness then when you gained weight in all those other different places this was just I didn't think about the fact that it was the one constant in my life and became like a friend like I've heard people say that about smoking cigarettes that they don't want to give up because it's like their friend. You know, it's that one thing that they, they do and they enjoy and it. Yeah, because I've almost got the opposite of that, you know. I think um, when I'm eating mindfully, so I'm, I've chosen my meal, like if you're out, for example, at a restaurant, I've chosen my meal, I've chosen something that I really, really want. Hopefully I've not overeaten before I've gone there. So you, can, you know that feeling when you're like, oh, I can't wait to have this meal and I've enjoyed it. That's I've got a really loving relationship with food, and I love it. And people would say, you know, look at because I'm overweight, but like, you must love blue food. Look at you, you're overweight. I actually don't. Outside of that, I have quite a hateful dislike of the way that I'm eating. When I'm when I'm in a frame of mind that means I'm overeating because it doesn't happen. We'll talk about this another, you know, later. But I don't always do it. I'm, I'm very up and down like a roller coaster. But when I'm in that point of overeating massively, I hate it. I actually. And back in my past, when I was in my late teen, uh, sort of mid-teens, I disliked the food so much, I would swallow it whole. So for me, it's about the feeling that's creating in my stomach and within me, I guess, emotionally, rather than the food itself. And then almost an addiction. I'm like, I've got to have more. I've got to have more until I can get that feeling what I'm looking for. And the feeling I'm looking for is being so full, I don't have to, I can't think about anything else. Right. So I think it's a blocking situation. And a, and a relationship with food that started, and I know exactly when I gained weight, when I was four, my my mum's told me about it, um, is is what I'm really after, is being feeling so full, that I can't think of anything other about how than other than how sick I feel and how unwell I feel. 
and I don't then think about anything else. Right. And then the moment that then passes is why then I eat a bit more. Because I'm like, oh, I feel all right now. I can fit more in. Well, clearly I'm not hungry. And clearly I don't need any more. It's because that overwhelmed feeling has passed and I want it back. Subconsciously, I want the overwhelmed feeling back. Um, so I actually hate food when I'm in that situation because right. I'm just, oh, I'm just, I'm literally almost, you know, I could eat three biscuits and that would be enough. And everyone's like, well, I can't finish it because they're so yummy, which it is. There's a bit of greed, but actually it's about just caning it. You know, I won't spend all afternoon doing it. I'll try and do it in about 10 minutes. Right. I'm like, well, it's done now. So it's it's a different thing where you're sort of crept up on you. Right. And all of, you know, so that's sort of like, oh my gosh, now I'm eating too much. I'm having this, I'm having that. Mine's completely different. I'm consciously doing it. See, I can't and... have anything in the house that is like sugary chocolate yeah. and things like that, right? Because I just will eat them. I know that they're there and that's all I can think about. Burns away at you. Yeah. It yeah. just, yeah. yeah. So I'll just either eat a little bit and throw it in the garbage if my husband buys me chocolate. Sorry. Um, but, or I will just eat it all and think, okay, well, it's gone now. And yeah. what I find difficult, because I cook for a living, um, yeah. when I cook for my husband and, and myself, um, generally it's, you know, it's pretty healthy. But, well, I, and I try to be healthy. Um but I eat too much and I know I'm eating too much, but I think, oh, well, the next meal I won't eat so much. But that's really hard, you know, because that's a mind game. Because the more you've eaten, the more your stomach has stretched. And I mean, it's, you right. know, we all know, sure, after Christmas meal, you're so full, but then by the next morning, you're like, oh, I'm starving again. Whereas right. normally you wouldn't, it's because you've, you know, and we've all been there as well, when you've lost weight because you have dieted. You know, that capacity has shrunk. And all of a sudden, if you try to eat a massive meal, like you feel like you're going to split oh, because it's scarce. so much. So it is a physical thing as well. Yes. You know, you suddenly feel empty much quicker because yeah. you've got such a used to such a large space being filled right, all the time. Right. Like, wow, I've got to have more. So I think we should probably be a little bit kinder to ourselves. Is The reason we've got there is not great. But actually, there is a there's a reality too. You do feel hungry because you've got, you know, you've stretched right. that capacity. and. Right. And what you just described as having things in the house, if I'm on a, I don't know whether to describe it as a low or a high, because sometimes it's high because I'm eating so much. So I see that as a frantic level right. or a low because actually I'm in a position where I'm not in control. So I'm going to class it as a low for me. So if I'm in a low where I'm not in control and then I am searching stuff out, you know, we've all been there, even just thinking I'll eat the cooking chocolate because it's the only thing I can find. It's that sort of scenario. Um, I can't have it in the house. And it's difficult because my son wants it in the house you know he's 17 he's like where's all the stuff I want stuff right. um and I'm like oh and and then it, it feeds quite literally feeds it because I'm like oh well I'll go and get it and then I have to go and replace it because he'll be like well where's such and such gone and, I'm and you've eaten it there. I've had it so I'll have Sneak to replace eating. it and I'm like oh well, yeah but I do I was like yeah I confess I'm like I eat it but I'll have to go and get Can it you tell him? <laughs> I do tell him I do tell him um but yet when I and I can I can visualize this really clearly when I'm in a, you know, a controlled place, which our class is a good place. I have a whole sort of, you know, family share bag of um, chocolate in the fridge and I take four chunks out a night and, you know, four little tiny right. nugget things out a night. And I have that with a cup of tea and then the rest goes back. That's good. Now, that's only when I'm in that place. If you put that there. You know, when I'm not, if right. I give it five minutes, the entire lot would be gone. Right, so and they just feel it's sick. a really 
yeah it's a diff it's again it's a, a you know a, a mental situation isn't it about how you're feeling and what you're using it for but because yours you're using it not quite so consciously and I think I am using it consciously that's probably the difference right so I right. can have it in the house when I'm in a controlled way but when I'm not then it's um yeah useless it's just adding and adding and adding and it makes you feel miserable and unwell and mm. and then you give yourself a really hard time don't you like why am I doing this it's oh, just it's like when I'm testing recipes all I have to do is taste them once and then I write about it on the test sheet and rah rah right yeah. what I like what I didn't like but even even if it's something that I'm not that crazy about, if it's sweet or carby, yeah. I'll just keep eating it and thinking, keep why going. are you doing this? I have to taste it. I have to take a picture of it as well. So I have to taste it, just take a quick snapshot with my phone so the editor can see what it looks like. And then I either, if it's something that I can freeze, I'll cut it up and freeze it. Because if it's in the freezer, that's not a problem. Okay. Or, you know, freeze it for my husband to take to work. Or I'll wrap it up and go out to the garage and put it in the fridge out in the garage. He can take it for the people that he works with or it goes in the garbage. Because if it's yeah. in the garbage, it's gone. And yeah. I just have to control and just have one bite. If it's but safe, fair, it's not so big. hard. Oh. They all those it's almost putting an up. addict in the middle of a pub. Oh, or, I know. Or in the middle, you know yeah, putting an alcoholic alcohol. in charge yeah. of, a, of a liquor store. Yeah. It's it's the you know, equivalent. It's really difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult. But as you know, I said to you um, off um, here that after this I'm not going to do the t testing, yeah. unless it's for me, because those recipes will have a wholesome, healthy so aspect to them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because I just think... The, the guilt that comes for me anyway when I eat too much or I eat things that don't help me in any nutritional capacity, whether it's my head, you know, like my mental mm -hmm. aspect of it, or my body because I can feel it. If I have too much sugar, I feel it in my joints. I don't sleep properly, etc. That is something, the health aspect for me now is playing more of a role than the um the how do I look yeah I want to look nice yeah. but I think if you feel good you'll look good I don't yeah, exactly. particularly have a exact goal weight in mind I just want to get my blood pressure down my I, I'm not type 2 diabetes yet but I do have an elevated um okay. a1c and so I want to get that down so I just had all my tests done Going back to my doctor in three months, and we'll compare. Uh -huh. So yeah. So what about um, what about exercise? What's what's your take with exercise? Um, I've always been a bit of a all or nothing sort of person. So as that sort of description I just gave you, when I'm on you know on it and in control, I'm really going for it. I do it every day. I'm really and I really notice a very quick difference. So I I do lose weight, and I'm the sort. And I was talking about this with my partner the other day. I can gain it so fast, but I can lose it fast too. Yeah, yeah. So I've got, I, the good part of this is I've got a very responsive body. It responds really same. quickly. Yeah, we found same, that even yeah. over this last couple of weeks that I'm, since my surgery, I've been trying to up my um, sort of vitamins and nutrition and all that sort of thing. And actually I think some of the vitamins are not, not 
suiting me, not doing very well. I, I, we noticed a couple of about a week ago. I'm so swollen; it's ridiculous. My feet, my hands, my face. Um, really? And he sort of said, "I didn't want to say too much, Sarah." <laughs> I was just like, um, wow. I have gained some, Did I have gained retain, some weight. Retain fluid. I think so. I don't know. Huh. I have gained weight since my surgery, but of course, my movement has been so much right, less. Right. Um, and I struggled a bit afterwards. So my um, my surgery was twelve weeks ago now. Um, but I did develop a blood clot. So it's it's set everything, you know, on a slightly delayed path, which was really frustrating. But I've accepted that now. And so I just have to be a bit more gentle with myself. And again, off off here, we've sort of spoken about that. And you've given me advice, having been through surgery yourself, I just need to be a little bit sort of more kind, kind gentle, and a bit slower with myself. But that's not me. I'm very impatient. But we've noticed that. So but what I had then also thought is, you know, I am very responsive. So whether it's vitamins, whether it was medication, whether it's exercise, food, I react really strongly to things, which mm-hmm. is great. Because once I found the things that work well, I can latch into it and I can get quite a good, you know, response from it. However, what I can be is dead lazy. So if I get out of a routine, I just don't do it. Right. And then it's that vicious cycle of when you don't do it, you do it less and all of a sudden I go down into this slump and then it just doesn't happen. So as part of, you know, this fresh, fresh step, it's not a fresh start. because, As you just said, you can't undo everything that's happened already and you've got all the learnings that go with mm-hmm. it. But this this fresh new step for me, quite literally with, you know, with the mobility of my new joint and all that sort of stuff is to put the good stuff in and then also burn it off in a good way. Right. So, but what I need to, what I've needed to remember is, I don't have to be doing a three-mile run no. to actually get an impact, which is what, in my head, that's what I've right. had. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing it big, it's not going to work. No, Thirty and minutes. I've, I've had minutes. to rein myself need. back in, going, do you know what? A walk would be fine, mm-hmm. or a cycle on my in. I've got an indoor bike, right. so I have to. I'm, you know, got to be a bit careful getting on and off of that at the minute right. with, with you know, the muscle repair and everything. But I can get on the indoor bike and I could do that even just 15 minutes to 10. You need a trampoline or something, like to trampoline yeah. onto it or something, like a horse. Oh, no, I'll get on it and then I'm stuck. <laughs> right. You said to keep riding. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly, until someone comes right. home. Right, uh-huh. But, um, but even so 10 minutes of that, you know, 10 minutes. Exactly. It's all just start with 10 minutes. And some and some weight, you know, some mm, free weight. Actually, you know, I'm 47. I'm actually um, gone through the menopause early, um, and so it's really important for your bone strength as well. You know, mm-hmm. weights. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be heavy. So but... important. Yeah. Exactly. Weight bear load bearing, um, and flexibility. So things mm-hmm. like stretching. being careful because I've got yeah stretching, yoga, all of that sort of stuff. So, but you know, and I've put a lot of thought into this over the last piece. But what is going to require for me is a complete lifestyle change. There's no, I can't go. Well, I'll do a bit of this and that. I don't. I never put dedicated time in for me to do that ever. Right. And as we were chatting about, you know, I've got a, a busy lifestyle although I work from home people are like well it's all right for you you don't have to go here you don't have to. Yeah, I right. travel here there and everywhere yeah. mm-hmm. all of the time yeah um and what I'm going to have to force and it is force myself to do to create some dedicated time every single day whether that's earlier. just that I then yeah get up yeah. earlier whether uh-huh. it's just that I then get up and do some yoga or whether it's I get up and get on the bike or you know create the time if someone says oh I haven't got time you have it's just whether yeah. you, how you use it and mm-hmm. you know as many many sort of mentors say we've all got the same 24 hours in a day right um yes yeah, so oh sorry 
no no I was gonna say so it's just how you use it but exactly do you do that well I've I, I think I've fiddle fart around a bit much and right you know our alarm as you know I'm an early riser Very. um so that's in part because of you know Lawrence because of my husband yeah but um you know I'll lie in bed on my phone fiddling around whereas yeah. I think when if I'm awake I, I'll have my alarm set for six but theoretically, if I'm awake when he leaves, sometimes I'm asleep, I should just get up. So he's gone. Yeah. You know, I let him do his thing. I don't want to get in his way. He's out the door at 5.30. Then why don't I just get up? Because if I, you know, we've talked about this before, it's like cleaning your teeth. If the exercise part, um, it just becomes part of your daily routine. And if mm -hmm. you if you're in a hurry... Well, then just do 15 minutes, but just yeah. like 30 minutes, seriously. And I think if I did that, it would free up so much time because I have this ping pong game in my head constantly back and forth about the excuse or the I'll do it later thing. Yeah. And I think it's the same about being overweight. I think if I wasn't, it would just free up all this headspace that I have. Mm -hmm where it's, yeah. I'm constantly berating myself. Uh, so I'm, I've got that going on. Plus I've got the excuse thing going on with the exercise. And I, I like to exercise. And I was in a, a good place exercising. I had yep. to for, you know, for my, after my surgeries for my knees, after I had them replaced. But then as soon as I, you get out of it, it seems so hard to get back into. Yeah. And um, we're getting this new gym set that comes next week. So talking about, you know, weights, I like working out with equipment. I know free weights yeah. are better for you to do that, but um, I like the equipment side of things. So anyway, so, you know, incorporating that. So I just really want to get that done in the morning, get my bike done, get the, it's like, you, you know, know the, work, the weights Mel, done. Mel Robbins says, doesn't she? Mel Robbins says that actually nobody wants to do this. Right. And, but what you've got to do is five, four, three, two, one, go and just do it. Just do it. Because I think everybody says, oh, I'm not motivated. You're never going Nobody. to be motivated, you no. know, unless it's to, you know, eat chocolate cake or something. I can be very motivated to do and that. And I think I think probably, and I take, you know, I listen to, to what she says, and it's, it's about slightly more small chunking it for me. So I'm like, oh, it just feels like such a long way off and I'm never going to be, I'm never going to lose the way. And I'm like, you know, shrink it, shrink it, shrink it, shrink it. Basically, I'm getting out of bed just to do 10 minutes. Once I've done my 10 minutes, then I can then think about the next chunk of time. Right. Um, but if you then get up and think, oh, but once I'm up, then I've got to do this. Then just don't try and see big picture all of the time, because I'm sure oh. that that's what comes just weighs on you, overwhelming. It's too much. And so then if we can just think about, so once you've done your 10 minutes, let's say, of exercise to kick us off, you know, that really needs to be half an hour, but we can build up to that. Right. Then the next thing to think about is what, what nutritionally am I going to put in my body that's going to help me now right. because actually if you get to think well I'll do this and I'll do this and then it just seems too big an issue to try and think about breakfast or whatever so you just grab something that's really mm -hmm. not going to help us but if we then just thought I'm not even going to think about that until after I've done this right. first small chunk um and it's like an overwhelming to-do list all the time isn't it we've yes. all had you know an A4 side of paper that's written with to-dos and we look at it and think wow, it's no point even starting So I'm never going to get it done. If you had one thing written on a bit of paper, your mind would focus so right, strongly. Right. You get that one done. You go, what's my next one thing? 
Like a man. Um, a man does that. <laughs> So it's, they're it's really like, good at it. They, they you just, know, it's not a criticism. No, they're so good at they're it. They're so good at focusing. I think so. Yeah. Whereas I will be doing seven different things at once. If I have a big task to do, I'll get up in the morning, throw washing on, do this, do that, won't take care of myself. It's all the other yeah. things that need taken care of. My husband has a big task to do. He gets up in the morning, dresses. He might unpack the dishwasher and let the dog out and feed it, right? He's there. He's doing that task. Yeah. Not me. It'll be 2 o'clock in the afternoon before I even get to it because I'm doing all these other things. So it's just a matter of focusing. And um, one thing that we had talked about, you know, with doing this podcast there's, is setting a goal. Like each week yeah. Sarah and I are going to set a goal, you know, for ourselves. They could be different. They might be the same, um, whether it be, you know, lose two pounds or, um, you know, drink more water, whatever, and then we're going to report back the next week as to how we've done. So it's not yep. going to be anything, you know, huge or unattainable because I think she and I both do that, um, set these unattainable goals for ourselves, but just attainable things so you can feel good about it and then that will become the norm. So moving forward, it's like, okay, that's going to be every week. What am I going to do, you know, this week? Yeah, add to it. Yep. Yeah, just keep adding to it. So that's something. And then we'll report back and and let you know how we went with that, um, what worked. So have you, thought what about, have you thought about your first one? What's your first uh, one? My first one is going to be a kilo, which is 2.2 pounds. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, lose that in one week. Okay. I'm going to do that. I'm just going to focus on that. That's going to be my uh -huh. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And for what me, I've decided I've decided that I'm not going to start to focus on my to begin with. I'm not going to focus on my numbers to begin okay. with. I think because I need to get more mobile. So I feel really creaky and old since having this <laughs> surgery. And I'm like, it's literally doing my head in. And even my son's a bit like, come on, when are you going to get back to normal? And, right. you know, in a sort of slightly sort of supportive, slightly frustrated, which right, I am. Also. Right. So my first my first goal is move. So I think regular, every day, something. So right. I'm not going to say to myself it has to be cycling or it has to be walking or it has to be swimming. But every single day, I'm going to dedicate myself some time to do some proper movement. So, you know, that could I could well be the yoga or anything. I'm not, I'm not going to dictate to myself, but I have to do it every single day. You know, a 15, 20 minute carved out bit of time that every day For I'm going to do some movement. Yeah, Something and actually start to help myself get better. Right. Because this is, you know, I just feel that I've spent three months, you know, doing what I needed to do, but almost with this, when am I going to feel better sort of attitude. And so, Sorry, I'm laughing because Sarah has a, a heat replacement and thinks that she should be up and just <laughs> everything back to normal afterwards. Well, I do. And I, in a, in a I way, keep telling like, her after two knee replacements saying it takes a year to 18 months for things to all grow back again. So I know, patient. but in my head, in my head, I don't, in my heart of hearts, I don't feel like I've been doing anything to help myself. Right. And so that, the, I think that's the bit that's kind of niggling away at me saying, so what have you been doing truthfully? I'm like, well, not a lot. Right. If I'm honest. 
yes, I've been doing the resting and yes, I had to, you know, enforce, couldn't get out with sticks and like now I've got one stick and I've got none and all that sort of right. thing or whatever. But outside of that, I haven't truthfully been taking care of myself. And that's where I feel like I've been letting myself down a bit. Right. So, uh, you know, and so maybe that's a longer dedicated physio session every day by myself, you know, doing the exercises mm-hmm. or whatever. I've been so chucking it important. in. As and when like as and when I can, or not at all. You know, I'm like, oh, I've run out of time today because I was driving to Sign Sister twice and working and wrapping and cooking and and dog, you know, all of that stuff. And another day goes by. Oh, well, tomorrow I must do a proper no, no more. I need to help myself, and I do. I know I need to be a bit more patient, but that's the thing I think is I feel inside as I've been cheating myself a little bit, right? Because I have been dedicating what I need to do so as I say maybe that is the physio exercises or maybe it's the yoga or the cycle so if I can start I think I'll feel already that I'm giving myself something like the best help I can do rather than it just being like this whole well it'll just be it will just miraculously get better on its own which start with the physio exercises that's so important I still do some of mine for my knees for the flexibility you know when I do mine because I don't sleep well when I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm like, oh, do some now. Oh, God. <laughs> so it probably doesn't help me go back to sleep. Do it before you get out of bed in the morning. But that was yeah. something I was diligent about that, I have oh, to yeah. say. I would do it morning and afternoon. And, you know, yeah. it, I wasn't working because I didn't for, yeah. you know, a couple of months. And so I was, you know, really good about that. And then as soon as I start working, you know, obviously – everything that's probably what's happened yeah like yeah. now that's why i'm like oh i'm so busy with work i don't have time to exercise or you know i said to sarah currently we're sleeping on we're not sleeping where um my husband and i are watching tv from um outdoor lounge chairs that you use at the beach because we just sold our lounge and we have to wait for the other one and that sort of stuff does my head in and it can that see that sort of thing can easily spiral me i'm yeah people that maybe don't care about that breathing that's so weird but i like everything i have a bit of ocd to if i'm completely honest i like everything yeah. to be in its place so i just have to think okay we'll get sorted but this is me and making my health a priority that's mm-hmm. that's so important it's not necessarily new year's resolution like i said this is my my new book this is my new, yeah. you know, chapter, not a chapter, my new, my whole new book. And, and I think I'm the same because I've got, you know, it feels like, and we've talked about this because um, obviously we know each other a long while now, but over the last sort of 12, probably 18 months, I've said many times I can feel something coming, mm-hmm. like something is, something's coming for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. And it has to be drastically different yeah. for me to feel well, for me to feel fulfilled and actually live this life that I want to live. And we all have the chance to, you know, we're in a fortunate position. We have the chance to do that. You know, let's let's be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. There's many, many, many people that are don't have the opportunity no. to do some of the things that we're talking about. So it's, you know, it's, it's a real waste. It's wasting mm-hmm. that opportunity. It's wasting our own lives. Um. And I feel like that about my new knees. Yeah, I think I've yeah, got these exactly. fantastic new knees and now I'm having back issues, but I'm having back issues because I'm overweight. Yeah. So, you know, the new knees, that was a big investment. 
I want to do things with my son. I want to go paddleboarding, and he's mm-hmm. about to finish college, and we've got a year ahead of us, or probably a year and a you know year and a half ahead of us, where we can go and do things, and we're talking about traveling and doing different stuff. I will always be doing that with a slight yes, but I right. can't do that, or yes, but right. or an embarrassment. You know, you feel embarrassed. You're like, I can't get on there because I can't get off it again, or right. yeah, those sorts. It, the reality is that's true. You mm-hmm. know, like in you know, you, there's lots of things you cannot do or you avoid doing right. because of you know you're not going to be able to do it easily mm-hmm. or you're going to get stuck or right. physically you can't I can't physically do it because my leg wouldn't do it whereas right. now you know hopefully by the time the second one's done I'll be able to do all of that so mm-hmm. don't waste it you know and no. I think that's what I'm at this point I felt it coming and I didn't know what it was I didn't know whether it was going to be a new career path or whether it's going to be a new house potentially all of those things could right. still happen but I think for me the foundation of all of this is my health so I don't have to be a certain size I don't have to be a certain weight Mm-mm. but I have to be mobile and I have to be healthy mm-hmm. to the best of my ability you know we can't control everything can we and it's and that's scary but the best of your ability you can you can control what you put in your mouth with regards to you know junk food or the nutritional benefit to what you're eating we can each of us can do that mm-hmm. um and so then it's those sorts of things is is the control and the choice and 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 the bigger goal so even though we're going to small chunk this you could say oh but what harm would that do if i just do that now because it's small chunk you go have to you just think yeah but today's target was was whatever it was because of the bigger goal right and that's the thing we need to keep in mind exactly well i think that's a really good note to leave it on so until um our next podcast we will chat with you soon speak soon Bye now. Bye.